What's up? What's up? Another week, another podcast. This is your favorite football podcast, The Football Academy. I'm your spoon tonight with Braden. How's it going, sir? It's good. We had a decent week betting last week. Uh, sorry you couldn't be there with us uh, last week's spoon, but uh, I'm excited to get forth another week. Maybe do a little better. We kind of just barely profited. So hopefully it's a little better, a little more in the green this week, and uh, we'll see how this goes. Absolutely. And for those who are joining us for the first time, please subscribe. Because we not only give you the previews of the upcoming weekend's Premier League games, we also give you the betting nuggets that we think best for, in order for you to go and uh, maybe try your hand if you'd like to, or at least keep us honest when it comes down to results. The way we format this is we get $1,000, $100 each game. It's virtual money that we play around with to see how good we are in predicting games. You can divide it up as you'd like, and we bet on a three-way money line and talking about maybe overs and unders and other special prop bets at the end. So, Brayden, are you ready for this first very exciting relegation sinks pointer this early in the season? Yes, I am. So let's get this started with the Brighton taken on Burnley. Brighton at home at minus 120, surprising in my opinion. Uh, Burnley at plus 325, draw at plus 260. The over-unders are two and a half. Brayden, a very attacking shit team against a very defensive shit team. I don't really think you can call it defensive either. I agree with that. Like I think Burnley are a pretty organized team, but I don't know that they're that defensively sound and minded. Like they they've shipped 12 goals so far this season. Like it's not like they're the tight ship at the back that they've been previously Uh, looking at at XG. Maybe they've been a little unlucky, but I'm not really buying that. I think Burnley have looked really bad so far this season. Uh, Brighton on the other hand, haven't really gotten the results, but have maybe looked a little bit better. But I think this, the key thing for this is Brighton got to start getting some results. And if they can't do it against Burnley at home, I think we got to start asking some pretty serious questions about what our expectations for Brighton are. Cause they looked good in lots of games. There's lots of periods that it looks like they're coming on top and, you know, granted they've had some tough matchups and I, I get it, but they've got to get some results. Absolutely. And I personally believe that Burnley are at least going to make sure they don't ship as many goals and on a counter, like with the defense that Brighton has, I don't quite know, you know, cause I don't know if Tariq Lamptey is going to be fit for this game. And without him, I don't see where the creativity is really coming from. So Braden, what are you going to put your money down on for this opener? This is a little bit of a tough one. I'm going with, I'm going with 75 on the draw. I, I don't think that, I don't think that either of these teams keeps a clean sheet. And I just, I'm kind of with you as far as Lamptey. Um, a little bit uh, interesting about Mape in the last match and how he just wasn't in the team at all. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I have some questions here about Brighton. I, I lean towards them probably winning the game uh, more than Burnley, but I, I don't think there's that much between the two. All right. Uh, I'm going to put down $50 on the draw. I just think as far as Burnley are concerned, these are games they tend to win when it really comes down to it. And I just believe that because I've seen it from Bright, uh, from Burnley before and 
as we talked, Mwape, it's it's a situation up in the air, and uh, we don't know if he's going to be uh, playing or not. And with Lamti, I'm going to put down my 50 on the draw just because I don't see a lot of goals. 1-1 would be my prediction for this game if I really had to put it down. So if you are getting an opportunity, you can take the under, under 2.5, I'd say. Moving along to the next game, another uh, big, big game. I guess Will is probably depressed that uh, he's missing this. So I'm going to say this. Will, this is the derby for you. Southampton taking on Newcastle United. Southampton at minus 115. Newcastle at plus 300. The draw at plus 260. Over-under is the same at 2.5. Braden. Do you think uh, the high line that uh, Southampton have been playing is really going to get exploited by Newcastle? So I think Newcastle is a team that can. You've got Almiron with pace. You've got, say, Max with pace. Callum Wilson is quick enough to to get it behind as well. So I do think that that is something that Newcastle can exploit. I do expect uh, Southampton beat to be on top of most of this game. The question is going to be, can they see it uh, through to the end? They had a scare last week against Villa where uh, you know, they got off to a massive lead and then took their foot off the gas. And I have questions there. Like, I don't know that Southampton's results look really good. They, you know, they're currently sitting in fifth of the table. Everything looks like they have a really strong start to the season. But when you look at some of the underlying metrics – it tells me that maybe they're not quite there. So based on the odds at plus 300, I'm going with a hundred on Newcastle here. All right. Uh, I am going to put down a hundred on Newcastle as well. Um, as much as I believe in uh, Southampton, these tend to be the games where when you don't have the quality, it really shows. And I don't know if James Ward Prowse can carry this team like he did Danny Ings, another guy who's going to be out for four to six weeks. So I think um, we've talked about this, like Danny Ings for and how much he means to Southampton. Um, I don't know if Che Adams can uh, come out and score the goals that everybody would expect him to. And given the high line, as you said, St. Maximum will be a player to watch out for. And I will say if St. Maximum goes in with the mentality to finish in this game and like has fun, I think there'd be a lot of open space that could, and he could be really, really dangerous. So if you want some fantasy premier league shit, that could be a nice transfer. Yeah, I think that's a good call. And I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of pieces of Newcastle that I think could have uh, big matches. I think the key thing uh, kind of for betting this game is if Newcastle get an early goal, I think this game gets very, very open. If Southampton get it, I'm not necessarily sure that that's that plays out that way. But like, if if Newcastle get a goal, I think Southampton really pour it on and try to tighten up the pressure and you know ratchet up and play a higher line, and that's just spacing behind for Newcastle. So I think that would be interesting to watch live. If uh, Newcastle get a pretty early goal, I might look for the live over on that, uh, but. Yeah, that, that's just another thing to look out for. Absolutely. And that's why you should uh, subscribe to us because we'll give you these uh, likely nuggets that might happen during a Premier League game. Moving on to another team that has struggled a lot playing a team kind of 
overperforming so far in Everton Football Club at Liverpool hosting uh, Manchester United. Everton coming in at plus 185. Manchester United plus favorites at plus 140. Draw at plus 245. The over-unders at two and a half. A very weird game that feels like if Ole Gunnar Solskjaer loses, um, it very well could be his last game. It could be. We are going into an international break, and I do think that this is one of the windows that you have. If you are not happy with your manager, you can make that change. I don't know that that's something that United is going to do. I don't expect United to lose this match. It's Everton have been hit with uh, some injuries, uh, some suspensions, and I think it's kind of thrown that team into a little bit of chaos and off of their rhythm of what they had earlier in the season. Um, James could make a difference in this game. Dean is a player that will be back and I think will make Everton better. But I do think that United have the pieces to, to kind of catch Everton out. Like I, I think of Mina, uh, be, cause Martial would back this game, right? Safin? Yes. I think that Martial versus Mina is something to watch. And I think that Martial could just like blow past him and get, a red card in that situation or, or something like that. So I'm going to go with 75 on United to win this match. I'm trusting the plus favorites. I know United have not looked great in their past two matches, but I think some of that can be forgiven a little bit with uh, Chelsea and Arsenal. And and to be fair, they did look better than Chelsea uh, in, in that Premier League match. They just didn't get the goal. I expect them to be able to get that. Um, who knows what happens with Jordan Pickford? That's a wild thing, scenario. Do you to think play he's going to play? I I don't know because Angelotti said he was in the pregame interview that he was quote resting him, which is kind of one of the more absurd things you can say about why a keeper isn't playing. Um, but I don't know. I, I guess we have to take him as word until proven otherwise. Uh, but I, I would be a little surprised. I, I think there was a reason he was sat down. He just had not been very good, did not look very poised back there. And I don't know. I, I, that's going to be an interesting thing to watch. At the end, I just think that Everton have a little bit too much chaos in their team right now. Everton definitely look kind of wild. Um, I am very happy that Richarlison is out for this game because he, he would have been in trouble uh, for our defensive line or what whatever you want to call them. Um, as I'm looking at Manchester United, it's kind of like, do you think the players really want to play for Solskjaer? Because like today, there was a lack of effort. There was a lack of just everything, like the desire at the very end. Like it did not look like a team that really wanted to, you know, go out and do something. And sometimes you're tired out of ideas. But again, it's a Wednesday, Saturday uh, turnaround. So they're not going to get a lot of uh, resting time. So I'm going to go for a $200 bet on Everton. I think uh, the writing's kind of on the wall. And another situation I think for Manchester United to consider is Edward would really wants Pochettino. That's been the case for uh, quite a while. Thomas Tuchel today with PSG kind of got stunned. There are rumors that Pochettino might end up there if the United job doesn't open very soon. So I feel like there is a likelihood that United just say, fuck it, we're going to go get Pochettino after this week. And it is a, just a bizarre uh, you know, game for Man United. 
So let me ask you this. Do you think there's a backup plan from Pochettino? So let's say that that job is open. Okay. I, I would, hmm. I think Allegri has potential issues as well. Just, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a reason why his name has popped up in all the big clubs. Uh, and no one's gotten him. Right, right. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that's just because he's not good enough for it. I don't think that's it. I think there's something else there that when teams feel it out, they just don't really like. And so I would have some concerns there. It, will, it would sum up Ed Woodward and Manchester United. They if wait he, this long to get Poch and then he doesn't yeah. get them. Yeah. I mean, it, and you know what's baffling to me? If this was the plan all along, like, why not just make it before the season starts? You know, I, and that's what is just, I'm not going to get into it again. Um, I do hope, though, that I'm very, very wrong and Solskjaer wins this game stays on because um, I think that he's taking United the right way. Uh, I will ask you, though, Mason Greenwood has had a lot go- going on with him since last season, England call-up, everything. Do you think this could be a game where he just like comes in, starts performing? Because at some point you have to kick on from being potential to perform regularly, but he's also 18 so or 19, so it's hard. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's a little early for that conversation. Um, I, but I do think he's young. Like, I think he's going to have flashes and then go quiet for a little while. And, you know, you have this conversation about, is he actually that good? And then he's going to pop up with two goals and assists in a match kind of out of nowhere. And I think this is just part of playing young players. Like, I think it, I think it takes a lot to, to kind of put that investment into them to, to build them up. Like it, it costs you points at team, not, not specifically United and not specifically Greenwood, but playing young players will cost you points. That's just part of it. You can either pay in pounds or you can pay in points like for the development of your players. And so I, I think you're just going to have some up and down moments with him, And that's just going to be part of it. The development of players is not linear. Like it, it tends to come in, you know, peaks and plateaus. So I, I wouldn't be too worried about it. It's kind of just part of it, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, we shall see what happens. And uh, as far as Manchester United are concerned, I think big early uh, season game, which you don't have a lot of these normally if you're a big club, but uh, feels like a very big must win game for Manchester United going into the international break. Moving along to the next game, Wolfred Zaha and Crystal Palace taking on a wounded Leeds team. I, w- I don't even know if I should say wounded. They were pretty badly beaten down at this point. Uh, Crystal Palace at plus 195. Leeds United at plus 135. The draw at plus 230. Over-unders at two and a half. Um, do you think Wilfred Zaha is about to do something? Or Leeds are about to bounce back from this little slump that we've seen them so far? I think this is a good bounce back spot for Leeds. I do think that uh, Palace are going to try to keep it as low scoring as I possibly can uh, do what, do what they do. And I don't think it's going to be enough against Leeds. I think Leeds are a team that they're going to effectively press palace. And, you know, there's players in their midfield that I don't necessarily think of as the most technically secure players. I, I don't look at their defenders and say they're players who can 
pass out of a press and that sort of thing. And so I, I do think that this is a decent enough matchup for Leeds, but I do think they have a concern about it. Kind of similar to what we talk about Southampton is they can press too high up and then all of a sudden, you know, they've released Zaha and you're, you look around and you're in a lot of trouble. So I don't know. This can go either way. I'm going to lean in on the plus favorites here and put a hundred on leads. Uh, but this could go, this could go a couple different ways. I think it is a fascinating game just because as far as leads defense goes, not very convinced still. And these are games Zaha can pop. Like, and I, that's why I'm going to go with a $50 bet on Crystal Palace. I'm not very confident that he is going to be able to take over a game like this. But as far as leads go, I just think they're vulnerable enough where, uh, you know, there could just be another game like this. But we shall see uh, if they can really figure out how to replace Calvin Phillips. Because that, I think, is their biggest problem, losing him in the midfield. Moving along uh, to the next game, Chelsea taking on Sheffield United. Man, these Chelsea fixtures, they're getting them, getting it handed to them in terms of points that they can collect. Chelsea at minus 265, Sheffield United at plus 700, draw at plus 385, the over-under is set at three. What do you think? Uh, about Chelsea so far? And do you think they're about to smash Sheffield United and uh, kind of make a statement that they're in the title race? It's a tough one to look at because I think that Sheffield have acquitted themselves well when they played the bigger teams here recently. Like, I I think they played uh, well against City. They played well against Liverpool. But they just don't ever really feel like they're a threat to win a game. At no point in those games do you say, well, here comes Sheffield. They're about to come back into this match and and really, you know, make City work for it. So I don't know. It's it's difficult for me to say because I do think that Sheffield are going to play this game close. I don't think Chelsea just come in and blow them off, but it's hard for me to see a path to a Sheffield win here. I'm I'm mostly going to punt on this one. I'm going to put 50 on Chelsea. I think they're... A significantly better team. I think they're starting to get into a little bit of form. Some of their players are starting to click a little bit and what could be a problem going ahead for both of our teams. But um, I, I just think that's the much more likely scenario to happen. I do agree with that. And I'm going to just copy you uh, and put down another $50 on Chelsea as well. I just don't think in terms of quality, Sheffield United has anything and it, just the way the schedule lines up, I think a big win, given the fixtures around the table, uh, could really make a statement for um, Chelsea in terms of their intent. And finally, you could see Lampard, you know, getting the transfer, uh, not transfer, but... Yeah, he's got Getting that. the team correct. <laughs> yeah. Getting the team correct, because Ziyech looks like an absolute uh, phenomenal player for them. Moving along to the next game, David Moyes and West Ham United are taking on Scott Parker and Fulham. West Ham at home favorites at minus 120, Fulham at plus 315. The draw is at plus 265. What do you think uh, in terms of where West Ham United were as a team and uh, subsequently, you know, not a bad loss against uh, Liverpool? Are they about to continue the role and kind of be like, hey, we can be a top 
half team? I, man, I don't know. This is a tough one to look at because Fulham have looked so bad at times. And, you know, finally got their first win against West Brom, another team that looks like they're in complete free fall. And it's really difficult to say what, what to do with a Fulham that looks like they might be just getting a little bit better going forward, and especially for a West Ham team that might let them have a little bit of the ball because I do think that that's going to be what Fulham try to do. They're going to try to dominate the ball and they're going to try uh, to get up to Mitrovic and score and they just haven't been very good at that last part for the most part this season. So I'm going to go with 50 on West Ham in this one. I'm not really confident in it. And but I also just Fulham have been so bad at times. I'm going to need to see it at least twice in a row before I buy in. I agree with that. And I just think West Ham, again, are a team when a team is soft. And I don't I'm not really like not in terms of players, but like in terms of mentality for Fulham. um, I just I just think West Ham have players like Antonio and company who just come out and shine in these games when there's just that a little bit of vulnerability that is available to them. So I'm going to put down uh, $50 on West Ham as well. I will say if Fulham do win this game and put in a good performance, I think that would make the bottom of the table conversation very, very interesting. I think it would too. I think that would, uh, would you adjust your expectations for Fulham or West Ham more? I think I would have to actually look around at that point to see like Burnley. I obviously missed initially. I think nobody thought that they were going to be this terrible. Uh, I did not see like Fulham actually improve like this. I thought West Brom had the potential to improve over Fulham, you know, to get the results. So, uh, but again, that's not really saying much And Sheffield United. That's come out kind of from the left side, left field. So we'll see how uh, the overall expectations go. Do you think there is a surprise relegation contender or favorite? I mean, I, I, I think that team is probably the, the surprise team there is probably Burnley. And I don't know if that's still a surprise, but I think that they're the team that I've looked at and said, yeah, they're in a lot of trouble. I agree with that. I will say if you are betting the over under in this game, I think, if you believe West Ham's going to win, I'd bet uh, the over. And I think if you think Fulham's going to win, I'd bet the under because they aren't scoring that many goals. Unless you think otherwise, Braden. I don't know. It's Fulham are a team to me that when I think of the ideal way that they want to play, I think they want to be an offensive team, whereas I don't know that West Ham do. And so I, I think you're right that West Ham have more individual talent as far as their attackers um other than Mitrovic I don't really there's not really anyone for them that I'm I'm interested in as far as actual goal scores so I don't know it, that that is tough for me to peg the over under on this one. all right uh that definitely does tell me that I might be way way off in terms of my expectations for this game. Moving along to the next game, West Brom hosting Tottenham. West Brom at plus 525. Spurs coming in at minus 200. Big, big favorites. Title contenders for this season. Draw at plus 300. Oh, sorry. Draw at plus 330. The over-unders at two and a half. Do you think this uh, Mourinho-led 
Spurs train is about to keep rolling or do you think they're about to run into some uh, turbulence? I it's hard for me to see how West Brom really slow down Spurs. I the in the last match with Pereira going straight down the tunnel when he was substituted, I I think you have a West Brom team that has issues there that they have to work out. And it, that could just be a case of a player being um you know, upset at being substituted and not dealing with it well. And, and maybe that's water under the bridge and it's fine. Or maybe it's something that sticks around for a little bit. So I, you know, if, if West Brom were a team that I thought were, you know, a hundred percent together and able to, you know, kind of get around each other and have a go, I would maybe be interested in something else. But uh, for this, I'm going with 50 on Spurs. Just I would bid more if it were had better odds, but at minus 200, I'm not interested in putting a lot of money down. That is very fair. Um, I'm going to be a little bit more bullish and put down $75 on uh, Tottenham. I just think uh, in terms of just quality, uh, Spurs have way more than West Brom. And... I think Gareth Bale, this might be a game that he finds a little bit more feet playing against a team that is not very defensively sound. But the Spurs team, I still think, has some vulnerabilities, especially through set pieces and crosses. And if West Brom can get to those positions and put Ivanovic in the box, I think uh, that could be definitely a, you know, kind of ex-Mourinho player, fucking Mourinho over situation. I could see something like that, yeah. I mean, that would be the only way I think uh, West Brom get anything out of this game. Don't really see them create a lot. Anyway, let's move on to a much more exciting game. Two teams that seem to be hitting the right direction, right at the right time. Uh, Leicester City at plus 120 at home, taking on Wolverhampton Wanderers at plus 235. The draw at plus 215. The over-unders at two and a half. Which way do you think... uh, this could go. The foxes are the wolves. Yeah, I think you uh, basically hit out of the park there. Two teams that are doing uh, really look like they're coming into form, and it's tough to pick between the two. I think Leicester to me right now are just playing a little bit better. Like I think, especially uh, with Vardy and his finishing form, I, I kind of expect that to continue and for him to. You know, really just the the impact he has on this Leicester team cannot be overstated. Like he, he just completely transforms the way that they play. Uh, Wolves at plus 235 is really tempting, though, because I, I do think this is a this is a decent enough matchup for Wolves and that, you know, I, I think they're happy to let Leicester kind of try the ca- the counter and long ball attack to Vardy and they try to clean that up and just kind of, you know, counter the counter and, and that sort of thing. I'm going with 200 on Leicester. I think at this point they're just, uh, I'm going the plus favorite. I think they're a better team and a little bit better form. I think it could be a pretty close match and, and can have a hinge on a couple moments, I think. I agree with that. I also just think when Jamie Vardy is playing, he gets into positions that other players just don't. And Wolverhampton Wanderers, 
I think they shocked the system a little bit and kind of got the result in the previous game. I think this week they're going to kind of go back to normal. So I'm going to follow you, but not as much. So I'm going to put down $100 on the plus favorites to win the game. I just think at home, um, the way Brendan Rodgers sets up teams, they're going to be perfectly fine. And uh, hopefully uh, a draw happens for Man United's sake because I think we're about to fall way far behind a top four race two teams that were supposed to be miles ahead of everybody else two teams that i thought are both going to struggle but here we are you'd still say these are the two best teams in england we're taking on one another manchester city taking on liverpool i wish both of them could lose but sadly they can't so here we go betting on them manchester city at minus 105 liverpool at plus 235 the Draw is at plus 305. Over-under is at three and a half. That many goals. Do you see that coming? Uh, the over-under is uh, tricky for this match. I think you've got a City team that haven't really... Uh, this feels like this line, especially the over-under, is stuck on what people think City should be and not what they have been so far this year. And so, I don't know. I look at this and I just I don't think this is right. You could easily get to over three and a half. Like, it's not hard to envision a way that that happens because uh, both of these teams just do have so much offensive talent that only takes you know one pass to unlock the defense. And and then whether it's Salah, whether it's Aguero, whether it's you know Sterling, if it's a hard enough challenge that you can actually score, um, you can see them scoring goals. But if I was going with over-under, I'd probably lean towards the under. For this match, I'm trusting that Liverpool... I I think these two teams have been pretty even. I know Liverpool have dealt with some more things as far as injuries and whatnot this season, but I think that they're two pretty even teams. And when the odds are this lopsided, uh, I'm going with 200 on Liverpool. And this is mostly about a plus 235 uh, for a title favorite, and I'm I'm very happy to take that. I agree, and I just think this Manchester City team are not as good as you've said. And what if Liverpool comes in and absolutely smashes them, though? It could happen. You think you think that would cause some kind of a change in Manchester City? Because like Pep Guardiola, for all his greatness, it, this team just doesn't look great right now. And an absolute slap in the face, I think, could really wake this team up, kind of wake the management up into changing things because it's been very bad from them this entire calendar year, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. Like it, it hasn't something. Uh, something there has not seemed quite right. Like it's hard to put your finger on it because there are times where City goes out, scores three or four goals, looks like they're not even trying that hard, and then. They play one of these bigger teams, and it's just you don't see much of anything there. Like it, it seems pretty stale at times. And so, I, like I think the best example is to me was uh, the chances they had when they were playing Chelsea to, you know, possibly deny Liverpool the title last year, or at least just get this little bit of a stay of execution there, and they just completely capitulated. Like it, it's just. You don't see the fight. You don't see the grit. You don't see a lot of 
when, when things and matches get hard and teams ask questions, like it doesn't seem like city is really that bothered to answer those questions. Most definitely agree with that. And that is the reason I'm going to put down $225 on Liverpool. I just think given the form that Jota is in and the backline that uh, city have currently still not very convinced, um, they're going to kind of get overrun by this Liverpool side. Moving along to the final game of the weekend, Arsenal taking on Aston Villa. Arsenal minus 150, Aston Villa at plus 380, draw at plus 290, over under set at two and a half. Do you think Arsenal are about to have a classic letdown or uh, do you believe that Arteta is about to kind of start a run? It's really tough to say. I think Villa are a team that have, you know, obviously played well at times this season. It looks it looks more and more that the 7-2 of Liverpool is maybe us getting a little carried away. And, well, not us getting carried away with that result, but just like kind of the expectation we had after that of, oh, maybe Villa are a, a solid top 10 squad and that sort of thing. Maybe we got a little carried away with that and it was just an odd result. But, you know, Villa have looked uh, pretty good at times this season. And there's been other times where I think they've looked not very good at all. So I don't know which I don't know which of these is going to come out in this match. I do think that I do think that it's possible that Arsenal found something they can build upon with uh, Partey and El Nene in the midfield. And I do think that's something that is going to be. Uh, something to watch going forward is how Arteta manages that midfield. Or is it going to be, uh, are we going to break out that partnership? Or are we going to stay with it? I, I, I don't really know at this point. Uh, I'm going to the hunter on the draw. I just, I don't think that, I don't think that Arsenal keep a clean sheet in this match. I think there's enough individual quality within uh, Villa to at least get a goal. And it's just, it's really hard to see where Arsenal are going to get two or three goals uh, in this match, I, they just don't take enough shots. They haven't really created the chances. If you look at the United match, that yes, it looks like they were on top for most of the game, and you know, I know not everything shows up in XG. Like there's a few, there's a few chances where they almost create a shot for Lacazette, and Lindelof gets a foot on it to to knock it away, and that doesn't count anywhere from what was a pretty decent um, pattern of play, but the fact is Arsenal just aren't creating chances. They're not taking shots. They're not doing the things that you kind of consistently see teams at the top of the table do. And so I'm not really buying all the way in on this. I'm going with a hundred on a draw in this match. I think these, I think it will be a pretty entertaining game. I think it'll be pretty back and forth, but I'm not sure. I'm not convinced that Arsenal win this one. You absolutely read my mind. I was going to bet 100 on the drop, save that from the last bet. Uh, and I'm going to go right with you. Uh, because I just don't believe that Arsenal are a team that can break Aston Villa down. Because I think Villa with the Douglas Luiz and their defense are very, very decent. And on the flip side, we'll see how Grealish does against uh, a Thomas Partey. You know, and... I think if Grealish does get in space with Ross Barkley and everybody else in there, like this could be a very fascinating result in my opinion. So I will say if Arsenal had better odds, I would have taken Arsenal. If they were plus favorites, definitely would have taken Arsenal. 
but I guess Vegas knows that's why they did. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair as well. The, the minus 150 is not much. I, I Well, I find that difficult to be convinced that based on what Arsenal's uh, done so far that they really warrant that. Yeah, I agree with that. So that brings us to an end. You can go back and make sure we did put down a thousand dollars and we shall see how each of us does. We'll be back with the best bets for the second segment of this podcast. What is up, guys? Back with the second segment of this podcast. We have some uh, nice best bets for you guys to judge us on. And I think this week is going to be hopefully a great one for both of us. The way we normally do the draft order is whoever makes more money the previous week. Since I didn't bet, uh, I'm just going to let you go, Braden, because you did uh, make sure you at least were uh, over the $1,000 limit. Yeah. All right. Uh, so for my uh, first best bet, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to the uh, Spurs West Brom match. And so for this one, I've got Spurs to record a clean sheet win at plus 155. Fair, fair. Uh, I have Timo Werner to take two shots on goal on even odds, given the form he's in and the penalties that Chelsea have been getting. Uh, definitely could be, could just get two pens. I could definitely see that. I think especially uh, with... It sounds like Havertz might miss this match. I think that could be potentially more balls coming into um, Werner to take shots. So I, I think that's a really solid choice there. For my second pick, uh, this is a little bit of... Uh, it's, it's not completely based on will a penalty be awarded odds, but it, it, it has a little bit of that. I'm going with uh, Bruno Fernandez anytime goal scorer at plus 180. On this, I think there's a good chance that um, United do create enough to get a pen in this match. And I think you bet <laughs> on. No, I mean, seriously, though, like I do think that United have the attackers and Everton have the defenders <laughs> that could potentially lead to penalties. And I do think even beyond that, I Bruno ha- can pop up and score a goal without a pen. So I, I think the odds are decent and um, going there. That is very, very fair. I am going to go in the direction of Newcastle and Southampton, and I'm going to take at minus 140 odds both teams to score. I, I think it... Go ahead. I was going to say, I like that. I think that that's a bet that makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of ways that that can... Um, there's there's a lot of game flows in which that bet works, I think. So th- that makes a lot of sense. With my last best bet of the week, I'm going with a Brighton-Burnley match. I'm going with the draw and under two and a half. I just think that if that match draws, which that's what we picked, I think uh, if it's a draw, I don't see it as a 2-2 draw. I see it as a 1-1 draw. And I think uh, adding the... Adding the odds there for for the under two and a half at plus 345, I think makes sense. I think that's a fair, fair pick, Braden. For my next pick, uh, I'm very conflicted between two. And actually, I'm going to talk to you about this. I have one where between Firmino and Jota, whoever starts is going to score a goal. And on the other side, I have Timo Warner to score a goal. 
So you, you would potentially bet on Firmino to score. That's uh, that's not very on brand, something. I mean, it just fe- you know when like the a player just keeps getting criticized for not scoring a goal. This just feels like you know a game where he can be the difference maker when they'll basically game plan to take Mane and Salah out of the game. Yeah, I think that's fair. So that was my thinking. But I mean, I was also expecting Jota to start and he's probably going to score. But and on the other side for me, it's like Timo Werner with his uh, two shots on goal already. I'm like, at least he's going to score one. I think I'm, that's I'm gonna, fair. And I think that makes a really good parlay uh, if you're doing that. Uh, with, with, with whatever you do here, I think that makes a good parlay. Yeah, so I'm just going to go with the parlay for this. I mean, it don't. if you like, go ahead and do a parlay. If you don't, take this as an individual bet. I think Timo Werner scores if he starts plus 100 even odds. I'll take that. I'm happy with my three for the draft. And uh, hopefully you are too. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I, I'm a little concerned about the draw in under two and a half. Uh, that's reaching out there a little bit, but... You know, I think it's decently likely in a plus 345. That's uh, pretty juicy there. Absolutely. So we will be back with more content reviewing and maybe some specials on uh, this upcoming international break and seeing what we can get out there for you. So we'll be back next week and I shall see you. Cheers. Bye now.